It is Tuesday, December 12, 2017, and this is one of my most intimate podcasts to date. Um, I've been out. I think that this podcast will give people the explanation that they've all been waiting for on why I haven't been podcasting. And so let's get into it. You're listening to Making Lemonade, the podcast. When life hands you lemons, you better slay or be slayed. Stay tuned for a collection of stories, techniques, and tricks that will inspire, motivate, but most importantly, educate you on how to live a life of happiness and wealth despite your circumstances. Now, without further ado, here's your host, Tiffany D. Okay, so um, if this is your first time checking out my podcast, I am Tiffany D'Andrea, the founder of EncourageMillions.com, and I'm a real estate investing consultant and business consultant, and I I help other individuals get their businesses off the ground, and I also teach individuals how to invest in real estate. It's a passion of mine. It's what I love, and so if you're just now um, checking me out, I'm doing one of my most intimate podcasts because I think that um, sometimes you need to tell your story because you don't know who you're helping um, and your truth can help others heal. And so that is why I'm doing this podcast today. And I feel like I owe people that listen to me an explanation on why I've been um, kind of out of the loop, out of the podcast world. Um, So... Um, Just a little backstory. Um, For the past maybe two and a half years, I've been going through a bitter divorce. It it started out mutual and it ended up one-sided. During that time, I was displaced from my home. Um, I had a lot of things that belonged to me that were up for grabs during the divorce. Um, And... My attorney quit on me. (laughs) The last uh, leg of the divorce process. Um, So it's been a lot. And so I wanted to just do this podcast to end 2017 and just have a fresh start for 2018. Because honestly, 2016 and 2017 have got to be the worst two years of my life. And um, I think that I just want to just talk about what I learned about divorce and what's next for me. So um, what I learned, and this is something that was told to me. um, This is something that I researched. This is something that I I analyzed. just my background, um, I was a data analyst in corporate America for over seven years and a computer programmer, so data is my thing. And when I first filed for divorce, I did everything myself. I I filed every doc, legal document you can think of. I filed for child support. I mean, I did everything myself. And it helps that my dad had a law degree, but... I did everything myself. The judge was wondering, like, why I didn't have a law degree. And what I learned is that, and what I saw 
online is that divorce is like a death. But for me, not only was divorce like a death, but it felt like I was in jail and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. um, I had a situation with my house. Um, I had investment homes that was tied up in the process and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't um, work on rehabbing my investing my um investment home for like a year um just due to the fact that my spouse at the time was asking for everything that I had and so it was it was jail like I I feel like yeah it felt like a death it felt like I was grieving every day <clears throat> but it felt like I was in jail and I went through a period of being very depressed um, I got really skinny now, from my understanding, <laughs> one of my electricians that worked with me on one of my um <laughs> investment homes, he said that when he saw me, uh I looked like I was smoking crack, so I don't know i I got really skinny during that time, um what a lot of people don't know, and if you follow me online, if you're probably looking at me like, "Hey, something looks different about her." I actually had a breast reduction during that time in December of last year in two thousand sixteen um i I also got an infection after that breast reduction, so I don't know if I was just losing weight because of that. I was stressed out um I was overspending. Um, there were times that I was really, um, out of it mentally. Um, I felt like I couldn't go on. I wanted to end everything. Um, and I had to get it together because I have two toddlers and they need me. So there were some books that saved my life and not only some books that saved my life, my mental counselor saved my life. Some close friends of mine saved my life. Um, some people that I know that went through divorce that I talked to, they helped me out. But um, <clears throat> a couple books that I read during that time that really helped me was one is called I Say a Prayer for Me. Um, and that book was given to me by my aunt in 2008 after um, I went through something then. And I've just always had the book. So whenever I go through a really, really, really rough time, I just pull it in, I pull it out and I just start reading it all over again, even though I've read it several times. But the book is um, by Stanise Anderson. Um, she just really talks about her life um, from when she was a little girl until until an adult. And it's called I Say a Prayer for Me. And I just feel like, during this entire process, I had to do that. I had to say a prayer for me. I couldn't wait on anyone else. I had to do what I need to do for me. Um, another book that I read during that time, it was given to me. I was a speaker at an event here in Birmingham, Alabama. And they gave me Fervent, um, the book that's based on the movie uh, War Room. They gave that book to me as a gift. That book is what I read, um, and it made me stronger. So I read it at a time, even though I was going and I was doing these speaking engagements, I read it at a time where I was just really broken. And that book really, really made me stronger 
It really made me get up and do what I needed to do, go to court and deal with just the entire court process, even though at times it seemed unfair. It really that the books that I was reading really helped me. So that is the first thing that I learned about um, divorce. The next thing I, that I learned about divorce is that there are going to be a lot of people. There were a lot of people around me that were, it seemed as though they were supportive, but I soon realized that they were just spectators. And the reason how I came to understand that they were just spectators is because now that I'm um, out of this situation and that my divorce is finalized, they're either no longer my friends or I don't hear from them. And it just let me realize that you would think that I would know this over the age of 30, but when you're going through something, you think everybody is supporting you. You think that, you know, everybody around you is looking out for your well-being and it's not the case. A lot of people were just around me because they wanted to know what was going on, what was going to happen, you know, oh my God, you're not, you're not living in your house. You have to move back in with your mom. I mean, it was a lot. And so I learned that people can be around you and they're not your support, that they're actually your spectator. And the next thing I learned, and this is something that when people look at me now and they're like, well, how can you just let it go and not care after everything that the other person did to you during that time, I had to learn that it's not the other person's fault. And what I learned from this situation is that um, in the heat of the moment, people say things and people do things that they really don't mean. And people put up a front and people put on a mask that they really don't have to put on, but they put it on in order to hide their hurt and their pain. And so I had to understand that it wasn't his fault. And and I also had to understand that it wasn't my fault. It's just that we were two individuals that came together. We got married fast. We didn't know what we were doing. And it was just one of those situations where we ended up as a statistic because we did not lay the foundation we needed to lay in the beginning. And so I really had to teach myself. I had to uh, reiterate to others around me that it's not the other person's fault. And that that was hard because when you're going through a bit of divorce and the other person is doing things to you that you just could not even fathom that they would do, um, it's hard to really look at a person in a different light. And that's something that I had to do. Which brings me to my next point that when I started doing that, it's like my life and my business um, was just still going down. Even though I was working really hard to forgive that person, my life and my business was still going down. I couldn't cope at work. And what I learned is that life and business is going to go on whether you're divorcing or not. So what I learned is that my audience does not care that I'm divorcing. They still want to know 
how to get started investing in real estate, how to get their business off the ground, how to get their business profitable. Um, life. My job at the time didn't care that I was going through a divorce. They didn't care that I was displaced from my home. They didn't care that on some days I didn't have childcare. Life and business will go on. And this is where my mental counselor came into play because there were some days that I would just leave work and go sit in my car and cry. And I I didn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I just wanted to just cry all day. I just wanted to sleep all day. And my counselor had to help me keep it together because at the end of the day, I still was paying a mortgage on a home. Even if I wasn't living there, I was still paying a mortgage on a home. I still had to get up and go to work. I still was getting my business off the ground and I needed to keep it together. But not only did I need to keep it together, which brings me to my next point, is that I had to keep my kids together. And one thing I learned about divorcing is that a lot of people try to tell you to stay in a divorce, I mean, to stay in a marriage for kids. And that is the absolute opposite of what you should do. Um, I walked away from my marriage and my kids were only um, three years old. Well, really two and a half years old and like nine months when I finally decided to walk away from my, my marriage. Um, and they were babies and I could have easily stayed for them, but it's easier to leave and allow your kids to see dad happy over here and mom happy over there, opposed to them in a home where it's miserable, they're getting out of school, the parents are arguing, that's something that I really had to to that was it, it, I mean it was a hard pill for me to swallow because I grew up in a one parent household and I didn't want my kids to grow up in a one parent household. So it was really a hard pill for me to swallow, but I figured that I rather things, you know, be a little rocky for them as a child and they're trying to you know, maneuver their way and understand why is dad over here, why is mom over there, opposed to, you know, us living in the house and we're fighting and then they're getting married when they get older and they pick someone and they're physically and physically fighting and verbally abusive. I just didn't want that. And so I had to learn that um, my kids will be okay. I was going to be okay. And I was going to do everything in my power to make sure that they will remain okay um, in this process. So um, a big a big thing that I learned, um, a lot of backlash that I got um, goes on to my next point is that date while you're going through a divorce and you're doomed. And the reason why I say that is because of this. My divorce um, took almost three years to be completely finalized. Um, my divorce case was actually dismissed. Um, my spouse was very good at <laughs> manipulating the courtroom. And he had my first divorce case that I filed dismissed. Um, during that, maybe a year after I filed, I um, 
started dating someone that I've known for over 18 years. And um, I got a lot of backlash from people about, oh, you're dating, you're not married, you're not um, divorced legally yet, blah, blah, blah. This is my thing about marriage, and this is my opinion. You don't have to like my opinion. Marriage on paper, that's paper. But when I feel as though a bond between two individuals in a marriage is more important than paper. So my ex-spouse and I had already agreed that we were done. We weren't seeing each other. We were just moving through the process. So I really and truly believe that because I was blessed with someone to come back in my life and my kid's life that loved me and loved my kids as his own, um, I didn't think that, you know, that was a bad thing for me to knock my blessings of being able to find love again. And so I had a lot of super religious people around me and I'm very religious. I believe in God. I keep my faith. Um, I read my Bible. I have a relationship with God and anything that I did during that process, I prayed about. And one thing that I prayed about was for love and for a unconditional love. And so unfortunately it came to me during the last couple of months of my divorce proceedings, but I don't feel as though, you know, I was just, you know, sinning and doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. I was in love. I'm still in love. This person is still around and he's the most supportive and the, the backbone <laughs> that I needed. And he's, an unconditional love that I've never experienced before. And I don't ever want to lose that. So what I learned is that people are going to judge you for what you do. Even as a single mom, they're going to still judge you. So um, I just had really had to understand that if you're not in my situation, if you're not me at the time, I can't really listen to your opinion and I can't really value your opinion. And going to counseling um, was everything that I needed to help me under to help me get out of that phase of listening to everyone around me and just following the flow of what everyone thinks I should do. I had to start making decisions for myself, and in the process of going through counseling and learning all these things, I learned who I was, I learned the mistakes I made, and eventually I got through this process and my divorce was finalized and I've been at peace and I've been happy ever since. But there was some things that I did not know during this whole divorce thing. Like I knew that, you know, people's you know, want other people's money doing this thing. But I didn't know that everything was up for grabs and everything that I owned was up for grabs. I mean, he was asking for everything. And what I learned is that, of course, he was doing it to upset me, to break me down. But I just learned that <laughs> you really have to set that foundation and you really have to know 
what you're getting into. And trust me, in the beginning, the red flags are there. You have to step aside. You have to pray for a spirit of discernment. Um, I can say this. I never once, when we first got together and we started talking about marriage, I mean, everything moved so fast. We met, we got married after six months. Um, I never prayed about my situation. I never talked to God about what I should do. And I think that that was the downfall of my marriage because I did not have God in my marriage. Um, the family was not, our family was broken. His family didn't want him to marry me. Um, and it, it was just a broken situation from the jump. And I shouldn't have gotten into it. And that's what I really had to sit back and learn. I rushed. I wanted to be married because I saw everybody else getting married. I saw, you know, everybody with their families. And I thought, oh, I'm a, I'm, I wasn't even 30 yet. I was 26, 27. And I just thought I was getting older and I had just graduated college. And I just thought it was time. And it wasn't time. And um, five years later and a divorce under my belt, I understand that. So what I also didn't know is that um, sides will be taken, family especially, and that um, I didn't know how to control my emotions. I mean, I would uh, break down in the courtroom, not crying, but just outbursts um, when I felt like something was unfair. Um, I would, uh, you know, text and talk to him after we left the courtroom, we would get an argument. I mean, I just didn't know how to control my emotions. But now I'm happy to say that I do. And I had to learn the hard way. Um, and I'm glad that I did. I'm I'm really, I know people, you know, I, I said in the beginning that divorce is like a death. And it was like jail for me. And I know people are like, Oh my God, I don't know how you went through that, blah, blah, blah. You must feel so bad. And to be honest, I don't. Like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I am a type A individual. And if you look that up, you'll see what that means. But I'm very ambitious. Um, I'm, I'm, I need to have control of my situation. And this was a situation that I could not control. I could not control the courts. I could not control, you know, when they would call me back, when they would give me a court date, when they would finalize my decision. And I'm glad that I did not have that control because it helped me learn how to balance. It helped me learn how to focus and it helped me learn how to have patience. And those were all some things that I needed in my life. And I'm glad that it, this happened to me because, for one, I can share my story with others. I'm glad that it happened to me because now I can teach others and I can talk to other women about, you know, or even men about making sure that you understand the red flags when they're in your face in the beginning. Just slow down. Um, if something seems too good to be true, then it is. Um, and I'm just glad that I went through it. So despite all of that, before I end, um, 
you know, I bet you're probably wondering what's next for me. So I have my business, EncourageMillions.com, where I do my business consulting and real estate investing consulting. Um, All of my information is there on the website. I have some digital products and courses that will be coming out to teach other individuals how to get started in real estate and also get their business off the ground. Um, Of course, I'm going to be podcasting more because I I owe it to some people. (laughs) Um, My kids are going to be my focus Real estate is going to be my focus I'm actually getting my real estate license Um, And I'm just going to continue um, Loving my unconditional love That God blessed me with And I'm glad that he's back in my life (sighs) And so That's what I learned Now I'm free Um, Now this divorce thing is behind me And now I'm ready for 2018. So that's it.